0: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
1: 18 plus. Talk Radio. What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess, you're Scorpio. What's your rising? Where's your moon? Scorpios are pretty cool. See, I'm a sage. so they say.
0: Right in with the Global Energy Minute. That's the global horoscope that's affecting us all. There's four planets in Gemini. That's right, four. That's a lot of energy in one sign. It's why the show is going to be about air tonight. But we can talk specifically about the planets that are in Gemini: the Sun, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. A real beautiful collection of planets, as a matter of fact. And tonight, Mercury and Venus are so conjunct. It's sometimes considered a special. Um, Aspect called Partile Not just conjunct But partile That means that Mercury and Venus Are very very close Um, That energy Makes the communication Almost sort of like Let's say like A humorous communication In love Or a beautiful way Of being able to Express ourselves Or a depth of feeling That air doesn't necessarily Isn't necessarily known for That Gemini isn't necessarily Known for And here we have Four planets in Gemini, three of them very close Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter. Mercury and Venus right next to each other, and the energy is like our ability to communicate, make a large expression. Uh, Our ability to write Our ability to teach Our ability to read Anybody who's in journalism Teaching Counseling uh, Uses words as an author Or a professor Or a lawyer Those kinds of professions come to mind But teaching Reading Writing Communicating Anybody that takes a public stage And uses words or language Right now we have such a capacity To allow something feeling To come through with our words Really beautiful Um Set of planets there in Gemini And the moon is in Scorpio And it's, uh, you know, with Saturn in Scorpio uh, It doesn't necessarily make communication uh, An intimate communication, emotional communication Very easy Sometimes it can make it a little more difficult Saturn moon can make us feel a little inhibited Emotionally But Scorpio is very strong, very intimate, and if anybody has been following along, they realize that our focus right now, our uh, our ability to discipline, to focus ourselves on intimate issues, emotionally intimate issues, intimacy, is very good right now. We have really a good capacity to kind of come clean with those people who might be important to us Have an intimate conversation Even if it's difficult I think the four planets in Gemini Make that even more easy Mars is in Taurus And uh, it's kind of almost a little bit In opposition to the moon Anybody out there tomorrow That would be Friday the 24th Who's, you know, feeling a little Emotionally on edge It's because Mars and the moon Are in opposition to each other It's like, emotionally We're feeling a little bit aggressive Uh, This applies to men and women because Mars can represent men and the moon can represent women. doesn't mean it couldn't be two women or two men, but you're going to find that you're going to feel most um, contrary or abrazed by um, the opposite sex. Uh, That's just tomorrow. It's a very short-lived transit, but we're certainly in the orbit of that right now for how fast the moon moves. Um, Uranus and Pluto are in that square. And um we have had still some, you know, touchy times in in the in the world, in the globe. Certainly, I think I read that the Israelis um may have done some bombing in in Syria even. Um, and um, the North Koreans did fire off three missiles A lot of things that are under the radar And um, and yet, um, they're st- meaning that they're not really on the news uh, too heavily And yet, they're, they're important changes If we're paying attention to them They're setting the stage for things that are happening in the Uranian-Pluto uh, square conflict Uh, Neptune in Pisces, kind of lovely, hanging out there. I think keeping things spiritual, keeping us held in that spiritual place. Uh, Chiron also moving forward in Pisces quite strongly. Remember, don't fool yourself about what you expect from people, what you expect from them. Uh, is not necessarily what they're really giving you, or what they're even capable of giving. And I think Chiron in Pisces says, you know, really open up your eyes and see in what way you might be um, casting your own illusions on other people, and what you can reasonably expect from them. And that's your global energy minute. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to Inside Connection Radio on Blog Talk. It's call-in show. So I certainly welcome anyone who uh, would like to get a mini-reading to uh, call in tonight, and the call-in number is 213-943-3395. I certainly have a lot of people out there listening in the archives, because my blog talk uh, listeners in the archives are Uh, Sometimes astounding me I want to say thank you to all the people who are checking in with me As archive listeners Um, And um, anybody that's here live, that's listening live Please feel free to call in Right now there's nobody on the switchboard So you can get a free mini-reading from me uh, tonight So the, um, the show topic is about the element of air I know that many of you know I wrote a book about the elements. It's called Elemental Love Styles. And it's a book about understanding what it is that we most deeply need. Uh, from each other in love in order to be able to uh, recognize that people love in different ways and what we need from each other from love is different from all of us and I think we might think that everybody needs the same thing or expresses love the same way but they don't and um, elementally I think we can look at people as personality types That simplifies it down from the 12 astrology signs To simply the four elements I really wanted to talk about the element of air tonight Because I like keeping my show consistent With the current trend in in astrology And as much as I can Try and keep the shows sort of on target With that global energy And um, when I look at... um, the position of the planets uh, early in the week And I, you know, work out in my mind what I think a good show will be And I, the moon was also in Libra So there were actually five planets in air um, on Monday and Tuesday When I planned the show And I thought, well, you know, the moon will already be in Scorpio by by Thursday night But that's okay the the energy, let's say the creation of the show Happened during Moon in, in Libra <clears throat> And um, <clears throat> we have four planets in, in Gemini So that was enough for me to say Well, I didn't really want to do a show just about Gemini I've done that already but let's why don't we talk about air broadly because it's one of the facets of uh, you know human our human qualities of existence. Meaning that fire is about passion, air is about the mind, water is about our emotions, and earth is about the physical nature of our bodies and the and the world around us. But as far as human being is concerned, uh, um, fire is our enthusiasm. Air is the way we express that. Water is how we feel about things, how we feel our feelings, and and Earth is about the actual tangible physical body that we're we're living in and the interaction we have with earthly things around us. What we take into the body, like the things we want to look at, the things we want to eat, those are all things that we're sort of taking into the body, the imagery and the food and the water and, you know, a, a day at the beach, let's say, lying on the sand, that's all about Earth. But let's jump right over to air, because there's so much air right now available to all of us. Our ability to communicate with each other, our ability to um, uh, have conversations with each other, our ability to have humor with each other, um, our ability to... um, Socialize, socialize with each other. this is a big part of uh air. just happened to notice the moon. That's why it kind of took my breath away there a little bit. It's just coming up absolutely gorgeous moon in um that eighteen degrees Scorpio right now, and we're going to have another lunar eclipse um when the moon is full again, another couple of days from now. Uh, we're going to have another lunar eclipse, the third eclipse in a row. We had a lunar eclipse with the moon in Scorpio. then we had a uh solar eclipse with the uh sun in Taurus and now we're now that the sun's in Gemini we're going to have another lunar eclipse and um that that duality that Gemini sun that's going to- again um the earth if you're on if you were on if you were on the moon you would see the earth pass in front of the sun. Must be quite a brilliant thing to see. And we see that by a reflection of, you know, seeing our shadow, the shadow of the earth being cast across the moon. Very beautiful, but it, it heightens the idea of the, the axis of communication and truth I know that includes Sagittarius, but maybe one reason to have a a conversation tonight about air is about our ability to uh, tap into what it is that we really are saying to ourselves and to others. So there's a two-fold um, uh, thing about communication. One facet of communication is the way in which we communicate with ourselves. The way in which we've labeled things, the way in which we create phraseology, some of that's coming from the conscious mind, but some of it is coming from the unconscious. The things we say, the repetitive things we don't even realize we say. I guess I even sometimes catch myself saying those things, little phrases that I'm like, oh gosh, I think I just said that a few minutes ago, or... Or um, why am I so attached to that phrase? I can hear myself saying that phrase. I think one of the interesting ones being in California is the way people say like. And sometimes you can hear, maybe especially in in some younger girls, they can't say, uh, you know, two sentences without saying like, 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 like. And you hear hear that, but they don't even realize they're saying it. If they realize they were saying like so much and what does that mean what is that what is where is that where is that coming from as far as a metaphor that repetitive um you know use of the word like uh, to to say it's it's like something but it's not you know you say like well it's not it's it's not really that's not what it really is it's like such and such so it's this sort of strange metaphor for not being in reality in <laughs> California. So, um the looking at you know what our expressions are, the way we communicate, the way we communicate with ourselves from a conscious and unconscious place gives us an opportunity to figure out what's perhaps going on in our unconscious from the expressions that we say. I think that um the The complexity of air has to do with the fact that uh that words you know they say a picture's worth a thousand words. well, pictures are a lot like water, they're like imagery they're like feelings, having a feeling like love or you know not love, you know like anger or something like that that to be able to actually describe what that is in words is a is a is a complicated and lengthy experience a lot of our of our art is you know um based on human experience trying to convey human experience without using words and then in literature we use countless words to try and describe the same experiences to try and create um feelings in others through expressing words I know that if I have a client in here, and I feel moved by what's going on with them, it's rarely the words that actually move you. It's the you know the words are following the story, and it's the content and the emotion behind it that that really conveys the emotional experience. So words. And language and air and thinking Are very much involved with an exploration for truth and logic And a desire to have freedom Air very much needs freedom So if you're an air sign, if you're a Gemini, Libra or Aquarius There's this feeling of wanting to have freedom Wanting to have space to discover truth Wanting to have an ability to question people to be able to find out what's going on air rules inquisitiveness um, curiosity in in a way curiosity is usually motivated by a passion but the actual desire to be pushing forward is instigated by air because of because the desire to attain knowledge the desire to attain knowledge, passion. We can have passion for something that we've already done before. No, no new knowledge is necessarily acquired. Um, if we have passion for, you know, cooking our favorite dinner, we might have a passion for cooking that dinner, and yet that's not an error experience. Error comes in when we take something that we feel passionate about and we become curious. Making a dinner that we've never made before That's a very fiery experience But that's when air gets involved Because we might have to ask someone questions We might have to look something up I know in um in uh, in in cooking especially the um you know whenever there's something new that I want to cook I always have to go say to the internet and say well how long does that cook for you know how do you use honey for a substitution what if you want to use some other kind of flour besides the wheat based flour those things are always something where you're acquiring new knowledge once you do it that's fine it no longer is the in the realm of air. And even if you want to take something that you've done before and modify it, that's still water because it's about how you feel about something. But the but the pure air element is the element that that causes us to want to learn. And isn't that a tremendous thing in 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 the human experience? Tremendous thing that's handed down from God. The idea that there's learning And funny enough, that one thing The element of air Was the, was originally That tree of knowledge, right? The, the knowledge of good and bad But without that Without recognizing whether something's Good or bad or not We don't search for the knowledge in the first place We don't search for you know creating uh, New things because We would just simply be contented Anyway that's sort of a of a Digression um, Tree of knowledge and the element of air hmm. I think It's important to remember That human desire To acquire knowledge And they say a long time ago Everything was handed down verbally Stories story after story and then we had the age of gemini which would have been you know pretty much quite a long time ago but that would have been when when words first started getting written and or even symbols hieroglyphics or um or chinese symbology which is another set of symbols um that's not a phonetic language it's a symbolic language um quite beautifully one of the oldest and most lasting Uh, Symbolic languages Where the language, the written language Is not based on a phonetic alphabet Beautiful And uh, complicated and difficult to learn But but beautiful because the human mind Has the capacity to recognize and give voice Give voice to that many characters That many Chinese characters Thousands and thousands of them That they have to learn uh, to be able to learn to read and write Chinese And be, you know, at a college level um, Compared to any of the other languages Which are based on an alphabet And they're not symbolic The, the, the letters give rise to the sounds And then the, the letters are strung in sequences And we make words out of uh, phonetic sound This is all a part of air this this uh, idea that um that language is one of the very first things that we had you know Said to be back to *Clan of the Cave Bear*, that funny movie that didn't have anything but the cavemen grunting had didn't have any dialogue. So it's sort of a funny Hollywood movie, and um, and that's probably the way that it actually was. Like we really had, um, you know, n- not well-defined vocal cords, and we hadn't explored making different sounds, and we certainly hadn't created comp- complex sounds. And um, then from there we were telling stories and talking to each other And handing down stories before we ever discovered how to write So all knowledge got handed down originally by people telling it to each other Oh well you know this is how you go find water and this is how you hunt an animal And then many of the stories were told in myths and legends so that you know, they weren't wouldn't be forgotten because they would have meaning behind the story, and it wasn't just a, a, a didactic exercise in learning. You know how to grind corn, you know, and 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 make bread for the tribe. If you taught that to somebody, you might have told a story about a corn maiden and you know a goddess and a god, and you know it was all interwoven this way, and learning happened that way, and then language. Became And knowledge started to become so vast There were so many things to know That uh, we couldn't really any longer tell them to each other The grandmothers and grandfathers couldn't sit around telling the children enough It wasn't enough um, to just verbally hand down information And so written languages got developed And um, the history of that is quite old But it's all ruled by air the element of air, and how we quest for that knowledge, you know the Buddha said that one of the paths to enlightenment is actually through learning, and that if you continued to be inquisitive and learn, 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 learn as much as you could and learn, 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 that eventually you would realize that you know, God. You know, you would realize your unity with God through the path of intellectual inquiry, and uh, it's actually very interesting because from the Sagittarian side of learning, which is opposite Gemini, it has it has a little bit more to do with the fiery enthusiasm of finding higher truth. But it's still on the Gemini-Sagittarius axis of learning So we'll throw Sag in here in the conversation Because as far as air is concerned um, We're we're curious and looking for higher truth As a part of our discovery of information and knowledge It's intimately linked with it as the fire sign That's uh, opposite to Gemini We use air not only, though, to gather information, because we use air in in Libra to be able to have um, dialogues with one another where we can learn to compromise. So another really big function of air is our ability to logically hear what another person is saying. We can recognize that that individual has their own opinions, their own beliefs, their own use of language it, You know, uh, Libras don't really like to fight, but they're really quite good at it They they don't like to, um, you know, really have arguments because they don't like bringing all the fire into it But when something feels out of balance to a Libra, they feel very compelled to rectify it some don't, like, you know, like all people, some Libras fall to their shadow side, which is dependency, and they can become codependent in, in a way in that Libra energy and want to just sort of placate and make everything nice for the sake of compromise instead of confronting and making the other person work also when they know that there's a... um An imbalance, something that needs to be worked on So for those people out there who are Libras Who have Libra rising Or who have um, their ruler in Libra Or planets in the 7th house It's very important to think about this Libra energy As a facet of air that has to do with Um, Compromise, it's our ability to take the knowledge that we have And listen to the knowledge that someone else has And then try to make an assessment, we're all doing it We all have, you know, this function in our chart We all have the Libra function Even if we have no planets there or nothing in Libra We all have a seventh house, so we all have an ability to compromise And um, you, you you take and learn from the other person And that's when you know whether you have to give Or whether they have to give It has to do with sitting within your own truth And really working it out And like I said, Libras don't like to fight But they, they're they often quite good at it Because they know inherently when something is unfair And um, the, like I said, the trouble with some uh, Libra energy is that it, it it leans so much more heavily towards the peacemaker Towards doing all the work in a relationship Which never works out It never works out when you do all the work in a relationship Then you know you, you create something not good on the opposite side You create something not good for yourself the third air sign is Aquarius and that has to do with the knowledge that we collect in groups And um, it represents our ideals, Aquarius represents an ideal attainment of knowledge Because within a group of friends or within a community of like-minded people where knowledge is being shared we have the capacity to bring a third mind in, just like with Libra also, a third mind, meaning in the process of negotiating with someone, they, both people could realize that there's something else going on between them, a third truth, spirituality enters into it, and spirit becomes part of the negotiation. But likewise, when friends are together in a group or in a community, and they're having uh, you know, a ritual, a discussion, a conference—you know, whatever it is that they're that they're doing in order to be able to talk about their ideals and and their truths. Ideas emerge within that interaction within the group because it's about community thinking. It's about community collective knowledge. So when we reach that level of Aquarius and Pisces. We're talking about collective And the Aquarian facet of that Is the collective conscious Which is what we think The conscious is that Really active um, Part of your brain The cerebrum the, the big upper part that does all the thinking That's the part of your brain that we shut off when we go to sleep It's the part of your brain that gets toned down And the rest of your brain takes over And you, you're communicating within the unconscious And in the hind brain, And, you know, you just relax And your body is on autopilot And all... Um, Conscious movement stops, things like that, like you don't really, you know, like you're not, you're not doing much, you're not tap dancing while you're asleep, particularly in very rare occasions. I guess the the unconscious mind can take control of the body, but it usually doesn't do more than maybe just rolling you over at night so you can roll from one side to the other. The unconscious mind is, is uh, ruled by water And the conscious mind, the thinking part of the brain Is ruled by air And in the collective, in the collective level of information That's mass socialization We have the age of Aquarius Mass socialization The, the, the telephone, the internet, the computer, the television, the radio Where we can communicate with thousands of people You could even be a caller on a radio show or a guest on a TV show And all of a sudden your energy is out there in the collective So this is a very interesting experience about um, uh, Aquarius and the Aquarian facet of air So I wanted to, uh, you know, remind the listeners again that I love to have callers on the show, and uh, the call-in number is 213-943-3395. Good, I'm here. Air is about the way in which we think and communicate uh, with each other. It is the uh, important facet which exchanges information between people. And the information, I mean, obviously as a counselor, a lot of um, the element of error occurs because observations get conferred in air as well. So when we make observations, we still have to translate those observations into a language capacity for um, teaching and um, delivering information to others. And um, I happen to really like the element of air. My moon is in Aquarius. I have a couple of important planets in the third house, which is Gemini. I enjoyed writing a book. I enjoy teaching. I think if we have air in our chart We're interested And we and most people do obviously have some But if we like the element of air We like gathering information We like reading We like researching We like listening to, to information About things that interest us Obviously particularly Again because the verbal conveyance of, um, of information is limited So normally we'll We'll um, In any one specific lifetime Want to gather information About a set of topics that interest us Definitely don't want to gather Information about things we're not passionate About, things that we're You know, don't really interest us But people have many different things that interest Them and they go and they research them The advent of this You know, the, the internet And to be able to have so much information Available to us all At any given time is a truly Amazing thing and we can thank the uh, the Age of Aquarius for that, and the Galactic Center moving into Aquarius, very nice. Well, I think that I'm going to leave you tonight, and I think I'll, I'll um, you know, I'll leave you with um, Bring On the Wonder, Sarah McLaughlin, and I'll be here next Thursday to see Inside Connection, and I'm Dr. Craig Martin. Good night.
2: deep in my soul for
1: two